Hello, beloved. Hope and pray you guys are well. That you are feeling worthy of the call to know Jesus, to serve Him. Seems like every week we're faced with something new, some new challenge, some new crisis, or I don't know, I think this week it's economic failure in America. Pretty sure that no one is in control anymore, at least not on the human side. But I see God working. He's able to keep us all filled with hope and give us the peace that we all so desperately need right now. I know it is overwhelming, but remember, you are loved. Amen. So, David, yeah, you guys ever feel like you're just kind of out of time? You know, like uh, all the things you want to get done, all the things that uh, God's leading you to do. Maybe even your life. Like you're just out of time. All the things you've been wanting to complete. Like everything's just coming due at once. You would think that with COVID, we all would have more time to do things. More time to get things done, you know? But in fact, church, the, the ecclesia, man, we've never been busier. We are literally feeding more people, counseling, helping with homeless, more than ever. I mean, I still have a full-time job, and I have to go to my job every day. Trust me, I know that I'm blessed. But I also know that every day when I get home, I'm going to be on the phone or computer or teaching Bible study basically, basically until I pass out, about 10 o'clock at night. The next day I'll wake up at 3.30 again and I'll start all over. Our world is different now. I don't think any of us really know what normal is anymore. And I do not think that, that we should be thinking that normal's coming back anytime soon. But God knows. He knows that for everything, there is a season. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8 says, There is a time for everything, and a season for every activity under the heavens. Time to be born and time to die. Time to plant and a time to uproot. Time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain <laughs> from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear down and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. And as I read this, I was praying. I was like, God, we're living this time. All these things are possible right now. But you know what? 
we've always been at this time. Every generation has faced something. Every generation's had some horrible or hard thing they've had to face. We just so quickly forget. When our grandparents, <laughs> they faced the Spanish flu. I know my great-grandparents did. World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, Korean War, Iraq, Afghanistan, 9-11. Guys, we, we've been facing multiple things all my life. So there's absolutely no reason to fear. There is nothing new under the sun. And God is not shocked by any of this. He knew exactly when this pandemic was going to hit and he already had the answer that was going to get us through. In the last 12 months, every one of us has experienced all these emotions in times of our lives. We have never been more accelerated spiritually or emotionally. Holy Spirit has given us such great gifts to move and shake the earth all around us. But in order for that to happen, we have to spend time with Him. We have to t spend time with the Holy Spirit, with God the Father, with Jesus. As a worship leader, I know that the best way for me to enter into God's presence is through worship. When I allow my heart to press into the Father, it gets me right into the river that flows from the throne room to my living room. I am hearing. I am learning. I am seeing. I am being. <laughs> but you know, guys, I'm learning that it's not about what I'm doing, but about what God is doing. What he's doing through you and me. Last week I mentioned that none that when we are full, that is when we leak Jesus. The only way that we can leak Jesus is when we are connected to the Holy Spirit and allow him to flow through us. When I was a kid, I always loved reading my Nana's Bible. It had the big red letters. And I loved it because I knew that's when Jesus was speaking. And honestly, as a kid, I thought it was so cool that the Bible knew that Jesus was speaking. Like, somehow those letters turned red because it was Jesus speaking. Of course, as an adult, I... I have my own red letter Bible. And I actually understand that it was published that way. It wasn't magical. It wasn't God changing the, the colors just, just for me. But what if? What if it was the Word of God that was changing? What if it was... God 
showing us what mattered to him. What impact Jesus' words would have on us. I want you guys to think about that. Think about the Bible having this impact on us. Think about the Holy Spirit speaking to us through God's word. You know, in Hebrews 4.12, it says, The word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. To me, that is where we have to start any revival. Using the words of Jesus. Sharing the moments that he shared about his walk with the Father. If we could show the world that the words of Jesus, that they carried so much weight, that they truly mattered to our faith, that they were, they were the words that, that brought change, that brought victory, that bound the enemy. Don't get me wrong, I love, I love every word in the Bible. I love Paul and Peter's epistles and I frankly love Psalms in the Old Testament. I love it all. But man, some of the things that Jesus said. I love this. This is John 14, 15 through 21. It says, If you love me, keep my commands and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he will live. He lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you before long. The world will not see me anymore. But you will see me because I live. You also will live. On that day you will realize that I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father and I too will love them and show myself to them. Man, these, these red letters, they, they call my name. They call my name. When Jesus speaks, it, it speaks to me. I listen so much differently when I know it's my Savior speaking to me. Because I can feel the power of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus is speaking, I can feel the strength of his words. I feel that connection that I have to the Holy Spirit, to, to the Father. And it changes us. So how do we foster that relationship with Holy Spirit? How do we foster that relationship with the Father? Well, like every other relationship, we are going to have to spend time with them. We're going to have to sit quietly in a room and just listen. We're going to ask him to speak to us 
And then we are going to have to listen. Not for 10 seconds. Not for a minute. But for as long as it takes. We are so out of practice from talking to God and, and, and listening to the Holy Spirit. Because we have to have our mind constantly bombarded with things. And cell phones and music and iPods and computers and TVs and radio, whatever. When was the last time you just sat in your house and it was quiet? When was the last time you drove in your car with the music off? These are things that I want you guys to think about. These are things that God's been sharing with me over the last year that I'm just like, wow. I never realized how different my life would be if I spent time alone with God. And I listened to Him. When I had a conversation when I actually just shut up. <laughs> I know for many of you that's hard to imagine me shutting up. <laughs> but that's what it takes. I've discovered for me to have a relationship with God that I have to shut up. We have to turn off the world if we're going to turn on God. Remember that Jesus is our bridegroom, Amen. And no marriage lasts if there is not intimacy. Our time with God has to be sincere. And it has to be holy. 1 Peter 1, 15-16 says, But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all that you do. For it is written, Be holy because, because I am holy. If we want to have a relationship with the Father, we, we can't be doing things that, that keep Him from us. Amen? We can't have thoughts and ideas and, and movies and we got to be separated from the world. We can't just be holy on Sundays. Every day of the week, we have to choose Christ. We have to choose Holy Spirit. So how do we do that? How do we get strong? What is God trying to tell us through all this mess? Well, for me, I'm starting to listen to, to prophets, Old Testament, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. I'm reading some of that and I'm trying to see how that relates to what we're going through today. Maybe I've, I've had people that I trust speak words into my life. Maybe prophesy over me. So I can go, yep, that's a good word. That's real. That that matters to me. It's important that we hear what other people 
think about us and what other people think God is saying to us. Because then you can compare that to what you're hearing. We need to have confirmation. We need to be able to go, man, that's what, that's what God said to me. And now this guy, this gal, has said it to me also. Now, you, you can't go and tell them, yeah, God saved me this. And then, you know, two days later, hey, you know, I think God's saying this to you. <laughs> That's not confirmation. That's association. <laughs> it's different. We have to be sharing. We have to be talking. We have to be involved. I mean, guys, are you actively involved in a Bible study? I know there's ones going down here at the Lighthouse. We have a home group that meets at my house on Wednesday nights. You can Zoom if you want to. No pressure. Get plugged in. Get plugged in to God. Get plugged in to Holy Spirit. One thing I'm hearing over and over and over from God is to stop waiting. Stop waiting for tomorrow. Stop waiting for this to be over. Stop waiting for anything. Today is a great day to serve the Lord. I want us to get hungry. I want us to get hungry for God's word. I want us to be thirsty. And I want us to do and say things to cause other people to be thirsty. When you're walking with the Holy Spirit, you're going to say things that people want to hear. And they're going to want more of that. Our witness, our testimony becomes so much better. Because it's flavored with God. It's flavored with the Holy Spirit. It's flavored with the salt of the earth. I want us to strongly desire spiritual gifts. I want us to be able to bless others through healing, through, through gifts of prophecy. I want us to get stronger in our faith so that we can actually see God move. I mean, people are saying over and over, man, there's a revival coming to Ridgecrest. There's a revival coming to this city. My friends, the only way a revival is coming to this city is if we start it. We, us, all of us. It's not going to just be us, me, and, and Tara, and, and whoever else. It's not the pastor's job to start the revival. It's the church. It's the ecclesia. It's, it's you. By praying, by seeking God, by contending for the for battles against the enemy, for taking more space, for drawing our ten pegs in the ground and saying, no more, basta. No more, Satan. No more. We're taking back our city. We're taking back our holy ground. First Peter 3, 13 through 17 says, Who's going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. 
Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened, but in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to anyone who asks you to give the reason and the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. For it is better if it's God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. Amen. Now don't be overwhelmed. I know that every week all over America pastors are, are preaching and saying do this, do that, do this, do that. We're doing it tonight. <laughs> but guys, it's it's a great time to be bold. Amen? It's a great time to let the Holy Spirit move in our lives. To let Him take the reins. Let God be in control of what you do and say. We have to start asking ourselves, how do we do this? How do I share the gospel? How do I allow Holy Spirit to move in my life? Well, I don't know. I know some of you guys are afraid of crowds. I know some of you guys are afraid of COVID. I know some of you can't even bear the thought of public speaking. But guys, that, that just means that we're looking for ways not to be involved. When we have excuses right away, that means we do not have solutions. If you're already putting yourself on the bench, how are you ever going to get in the game? How are you going to be a winner if you've already set yourself up for being a bench warmer? Guys, I, I want us to leak Jesus. I want us to be all so filled with the Holy Spirit that everywhere we go, we leak Jesus. But in order for us to do that, we have to have a connection to the Holy Spirit. We don't leak when we're empty. We leak when we're connected to the river, when we are planted next to the river of God's Holy Spirit and we constantly are drinking from it. Do you get excited when you get to pray over someone? Do you get excited when you think God might move? When you might see a miracle? You get excited when you think someone's going to prophesy over you or, or you can get to prophesy over somebody else? Are you getting excited when you see opportunities for God move? God is moving right now. God is doing miracles right now. And either we can get involved or we can be on the sidelines. But I think God's calling us to get in the game. I mean, I want us all to be kingdom builders. I want us all to be doing things that, that gives us that Disneyland experience. I want us to be able to crave God's movement that, that we want to walk in expectations and miracles, that, that it becomes normal for you 
not someday, but now. That you see and hear and practice and do miracles now. Because you believe God is in it. Because you believe the Bible and what it says. Greater things than these will you do. That's what Jesus said. I love how excited Paul gets here when he's going to the church in Rome. This is Romans 1, 11 through 12. It says, I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. <laughs> he's excited. <laughs> and he's going to Rome to die. But he's excited. Because he's going to have an opportunity to preach the gospel to heal the sick, to drive out demons. He's excited because he's going to do something for the kingdom of God. Every day we should wake up with anticipation. All right, Jesus, what are we going to do today? All right, Holy Spirit, lay it on me. Let me feel your power. Let me have your strength. Guys, I want us to be face seekers. I want us to seek the face of God with, with hunger, with anticipation. I want us to crave to be in His presence. I want us to crave Holy Spirit. Because that's what it's going to take. If you want to see change in our city, it's going to take you and I craving it. You and I praying for it. You and I doing whatever it takes. Long hours, long times in prayer, whatever it takes. Nothing gets done on its own. God uses us to move. You see, we're not optimists or pessimists. We're just believers. We're just believers. When we accept Jesus as our friend, our Savior, the craziest thing happens. We receive the same Holy Spirit that raised him from the dead. It's amazing to me that some people think that the miracles of the Bible ceased when the Bible was completed. That's like winning the mega millions and just putting all that money in the bank. Not using it for good. Could you imagine... Could you imagine if some church won, you know, $6 billion and they did nothing for the community? Oh, we're going to save this. We're going to save this for when God tells us to use it. <laughs> we'll know. We'll know. We had $6 billion to change our community. I promise you, we would change our community. We would do whatever it took. That's what we do as believers. We're risk takers. Because we know God has a plan. Because we know God has our back. I mean, seriously, what are we afraid of? 
The church in America is dying because we've refused to let the Holy Spirit move. I mean, what is it going to take before we are desperate enough to call on Jesus to save? I love what Chris Valentin says in his book, Death in the Wind. And I've quoted this before. But it says, look for Jesus in the midst of your troubles. He tends to hang out in hard places. Amen? <laughs> Jesus always shows up in the hard places. Jesus and the Holy Spirit always show up when things are difficult. Because we need them. Because unfortunately, that's when we cry out for them. We are not alone. We are not alone. We are not by ourselves in any of this. If you've given your life to Jesus, you have Holy Spirit living inside of you right now. Whatever you do, wherever you go, he's with you. Any trouble that comes your way, your counselor, your comforter, he is literally inside of you. We as his disciples have to start walking in that. Remember that shame and fear are the tools of the enemy. If any one of those are creeping in your heart, you know that it's not from God. You need to take captive that thought to Christ. Amen? I do not want to waste one more minute being strapped down in our homes, afraid to go anywhere or do anything because we feel that we have got to flatten the curve. God gave us this time to recharge, to stoke our fire of salvation and go make disciples of all people. I'm going to close with this. This is Romans 8, 31 through 37. It says, What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all? How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life. He is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for all of us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword or famine or pestilence or COVID-19 it is written for your sake we face death all day long we are considered a sheep to be slaughtered knowing all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us we are more than conquerors in Jesus is it time that we start living like we believe that let's pray Heavenly Father we love you we ask Lord God for your presence Father, just right now I ask for your Holy Spirit to fall. Holy Spirit, fall. Fall down on us. For those that don't know your son Jesus right now, let them claim Jesus as King. And Father God, as they claim Jesus as Savior, as Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit fall on them right now. Let them have salvation and power. 
Lord God, I pray for those that are sick here tonight. Let there be healing by the blood. I pray for those that are in fear tonight, Lord God. That you restore their confidence. I pray for those tonight, Father God, that are financially bankrupt or have nothing. Lord, miraculously meet their needs. Father God, I pray for every, every believer in this room right now. That you gird them up. That you give them strength. That they feel the power of the presence of Jesus Christ. That they feel the power of your Holy Spirit to change their lives. Lord God, we are more than conquerors in Christ. We are more than conquerors in the kingdom. And Lord God, I want to know and feel and obey what you say, God. Help us, Lord, to walk a life as a believer. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you guys. Thanks so much. We will talk to you soon.